0: Now, I figured this out, if I'm here, then God must want me to do something now, in this day, in this hour. So we're here tonight to try to help us be better at what we're doing now. I love heaven, I love to think about it, I love the, the thought of going there. But I'm here. And I thank God I'm here. We often... Somebody said yesterday, they looked at my hat and they said, I want you to will that to me when you die. And they said, you noticed I, I, I put you ahead of me. I said, well, I get to go to heaven first. <laughs> you know, we talk about heaven, but we just say, I'm not, I'm not today, Yeah, unless it's the rapture, you know, we all go together, amen. Abraham's command and Eliezer's prayer. Genesis 24 and verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. Now, we assume, and most scholars assume that what Genesis 15 and 2 said, that this is Eliezer. And Abraham said, Lord God, wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. So we're assuming that Abraham is commanding Eliezer, to fulfill his wishes. Verse 3 said, I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go into my country to my kindred and take a wife of my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, from the land of my kindred, Which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman be not willing, not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this thy oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning this matter. When we look at this part of that scripture, and we will go on through verse 27, hopefully before it's over tonight, we we see three things to observe here in Abraham. Number one, he's growing old. And he's thinking about his son. He's thinking, you know, Abraham uh, or Isaac is is getting nigh on 40 and he needs to get married. (laughs) Amazing, wasn't it? Isaac's getting now to 40 years old and he's not married. And his mama died and so probably he needs another woman in his life. (laughs) And so he... He says, I want you to go and I want you to take a son, a wife for my son. And he said, I want you to go to the land from which I came. Obviously, the land from which he came was a monotheistic believing people. And he wanted his son to have a wife from among that group of people. We find ourselves slipping as we progress in our movement to where we, if we're not careful, we, we, we tend to back up from some of our strong beliefs that it's okay for our children to marry outside the faith. As it, 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 long as they're a quote-unquote believer. And then we wonder why in a few years they wind up where they are. But Abraham said, I want you to be clear on this matter. By no means at all do you ever take my son back there. He said, God sent me out and nobody's going back. That's the belief we should have. We we just, it's not going to happen. We're not. He said, just be clear on this matter. He said it twice. Don't bring my son back. Back to that land. But he said. I believe God's going to help you. (laughs) He said I believe God's going to send an angel before you. I believe God's going to provide in this situation. We need to understand that. When God brings us out of a world. And delivers us out. First, Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 20 said, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. This is why Abraham said he can't go back. It, it's not going to be good. It'll be worse than it was before. We need to keep that in mind. Remember, Abraham said, I could have went back, but I didn't want to go back. Hebrews eleven fifteen 15 said, truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. So Abraham just completely put it out of his mind that he would ever return to that land. And so when he is commanding his servant to get a wife for his son, he commands him to never take his son back to the land that God delivered him out of. He charged Eliezer, his faithful servant, he charged him to fulfill this duty. Things were a little different then. The dad made the selection of the uh, wife for his son. I guess, you know, they just were going to fall in love later. He said, you just, I know better than you. I know what you need. We're going to pray about this, and we're going to get you a wife. I'm not even sure he told Isaac it was going to happen. Scripture doesn't give us a hint that he told Isaac what was going to happen. He just figured it was about time. He's 40 years old. And so he sends the servant. The servant is bound to that oath. There's so much typology here in in this scripture about what could be compared to the church and the bride and taking the bride for the the master and uh, our role in all of that. Loyalty to our master and and serving him and committing to do what he commands us to do in gathering for him a bride. That is our role as a church. We are sworn to allegiance to whatever the Lord directs us to do. Whatever the Lord has commanded us to do, and I do believe he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Another place he says, Teach them. Amen? And bring them, make them a part of the bride of Christ. Abraham's faith was paramount. He's called father of the faithful. He he has faith that this this thing that he's doing here, it's going to work. Eliezer's a little bit wondering here. Now what if... (laughs) You know, it's, it's always good to know the whole agreement before you agree to it. And that's where Eliezer was. He said, what if the woman that I choose, that I feel is the will of God, refuses to come? And Abraham said, I believe God's going to take care of it. I just believe. You ever been there? You're talking to somebody and you're, 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 you you're need them to go with you. You need them to help you. You need them. And they, they say, well, what if this thing don't work? You know, this, this, is a, this is a pretty wild thing you're talking up here. Yeah, that was pretty wild. That was pretty far out there. You just go into this land. You're a stranger. You don't really know anybody. You know this is where Abraham has kin, folks, but... Which one of them is, Ken, folks? Abraham said, I want you to go and get one. And he says, don't be afraid. God's going to send his angel before you. I got stirred up when I read that. Too many times we work alone when we have help. We're trying to get something done and we forget that His angels are messengers. They are there to be employed by the church of the living God. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14 said, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Notice that sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. I think we should be praying a little different. I think we should be going out a little different. With more confidence that when we move to do the work of God and we pray about the situation, We should understand that there are angelic spirits helping us. You believe they could go to a house and move on a heart before you get there? They could stir that soul and prepare that heart. And we just come in and begin to do the work of God. We leave sometimes scratching our heads. Well, how were they so willing? How were they so open Verse 10, And the angel took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahar. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even at the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show me kindness and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water. You think God knew that? It's like uh, I heard, I think, Brother Merle Ewan used to tell about Brother Henry Ivey didn't matter where he went to teach or preach. When he went to pray, he would kneel down and he said, Now, Lord, this is Henry Ivy. and I'm over here in Indian village. <laughs> the servant said, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that, behold, Rebekah came out who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahar, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher on her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin. Neither had any man known her. She went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon the ground, upon her hand, and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also, until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher in the trough, and ran again unto the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And the man wondered at her the man wondering at her held his peace and to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Now why would he be wondering in that <laughs> everything had happened just like he asked, and he's just like you and I. He's wondering did is this really? <laughs> Did it, this it, it really, you know? And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of a half-shekel weight, two bracelets for her hands, ten shekels a weight of gold. And he said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahar. And she said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, blessed be the Lord, my God of my master Abraham, who hath not left me, left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. At verse 10, and even before, the servant becomes a big part of the story. He had earned his master's trust. He was someone that Abraham believed in. He was someone that Abraham felt like he could choose for this kind of duty. And so... Abraham entrusted to him a servant, a great deal of wealth, ten camel loads. He had to be a trusted servant. And I think about the comparison there and the the typology of what the Lord enabled to you and I. We as his servants and the gifts that he has given to the body when he sends us out to gather in the harvest, when he sends us out to gather a bride for him, he doesn't send us out empty-handed, but he sends us out with gifts. Amen? You say, well, that, that, that's a stretch. No, he has given the gifts unto the body. Those were not gifts for us to put, take out and unwrap at Christmas and then put them in the closet and someday maybe use them. But those were gifts for us to take on our everyday journey and to use to influence the potential bride. To honor the potential bride that will come in. You say, well, I've seen people heal that, They hadn't even repented yet, of course. Because God said, I give you the gift of healing. Now go out there and get me a bride. I'm going to load up camel loads and I'm going to send you out. I'm not going to send my church out poor. I'm going to send them out with all of the wealth of the master to touch a bride for me. The, the servant, Eliezer. He recognizes, acknowledges God in this affair. He, he said, this, this thing is, has to be of God. He, he knew his master. He knew Abraham walked with God. He, he knew Abraham's relationship with God. He had been with him a long time. Abraham could trust him. To not run off with the goods. I mean. Ten camel loads. He could have been. A free man. But he was loyal. To his master. Never take. The gifting of the Lord. And misuse it. But take the gifting of the Lord. And continue to be under. Your master. He acknowledged God in a focused prayer. He petitioned for prosperity and good success. Notice when he prayed, it was a focused prayer. He had something he wanted to happen. He stated that clearly. I sometimes think we pray generically Because we don't want to be disappointed. But we need to pray specific things if we want specific things to happen. We need to ask God for what we need to happen. What must happen. I think it's good that we ask God for what he wants. I think he said that, didn't he? When he said to his disciples, in his response to his disciples, Jesus' disciples teaching, said, teach us to pray. And he said, first of all, say, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. So we pray in that context. And this is, this is where Eleazar praying. He has all these things. It could be his, but he's seeking his master's will First, send me good speed today. Answer in a hurry. (laughs) You ever said that? (laughs) I need you, Lord, not yesterday. I need you today. He said, this is something I, I need done today, God. I don't know how long it took him to get there. I don't know how many days journey it was but he made sure he got to the well at that moment that time of the day when the women came to the well to draw water aren't you thankful for running water it was the woman's job to go draw the water that wasn't that was no small thing because they had to go down steps to whatever the water level was to get the water and then bring it up. So he pleads, Eliezer pleads on God's covenant with Abraham. He's an outsider. He's he's just a servant. It's, It's Abraham's God. And he's praying in that context. It, it, it just stirs my spirit because I think of how much faith he had to pray. And he's almost standing over here praying through his master. Believing through his master. It, it's his master's God. It's his master's relationship. Yet he has all this faith. And I think about it. I stand here, and I'm in relationship with Jesus Christ. How much faith should I have? (laughs) Abraham believed it was going to work. Eliezer's standing on the outside of that covenant, and he's trying to do something for the man inside the covenant. And that man inside the covenant's in relationship with God, and Eliezer has faith enough. In that man's relationship with his God, that he's going to believe him as well. I think I can believe him. I think I can have faith. I think I can have as much faith as Eleazar. Matter of fact, I think I can do better, Brother Daryl, because I'm not outside the covenant. We're inside the covenant. We're not the servant doing something for the master, we are in that relationship with the master. Amen. Amen. Notice he prayed for a specific sign. He he didn't say uh, Lord, my master needs a wife. I've come here where the women come and I want one of them. No. He he was looking for a good wife. He he wanted his wife, his master, to have the kind of wife that God would provide for his master. He couldn't say, I'm coming here looking for the kind of woman, I think. He said, I want you to provide a good wife for my master's son. He desired that she would be an humble, industrious woman, bred well, laboring, willing to put her hand to the work. This is the kind of thing he was looking for. So he came at the time that women go to the well to draw water. He was looking for one that was willing and working. He prayed that God would make his way in this matter very plain and very clear. I love the clarity. I love love the the focus. I, I love the things about this prayer. We can learn from that. We're not commanding God. We're just being specific in our requests. These are the things that he was praying for. I think if God didn't expect us to look at this prayer, he wouldn't have put it in the book. He wouldn't have put it there for us to see. He wouldn't have put it there in the context that he did, but he he did it. He put it there. He comes with confidence. He comes desiring that God would answer his prayer. And God answered him. He did it. Scripture said in Job 22 and 28, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. According to his faith, it happened. And in answer to his prayer, it happened quickly. Verse 15 said, before he had made an end of speaking. Scripture said, while you're yet praying. He said, while you're yet speaking, I will hear. And so, he not only got a quick answer, he got a satisfactory answer. The very first one that came, he observed her. She met what he was looking for. He thought this would be good for his master. He thought this would be good for his master's son. And then when he began to ask the questions, everything began to happen. It just began to fall in place. She lowered her pitcher. She offered him water. He had prayed that she'd be willing to water his camels. He never even asked her, and she began to water her camels. That's no small feat. I wouldn't want to draw water from that kind of well for one camel. (laughs) Camels can go well days without water, but then when they get to the well... It takes a lot of water to fill them up. There was ten of them. And she drew until they were satisfied. What a lady. Does she know who she is? Does she know she's about to be the bride of one of the wealthiest men in the country? You see, what we are destined to become should never hinder our ability to service the needs of the moment. She was about to be a queen, if you please. Her working days were about to be over, but it was working day today. There's a lesson there for us. God answered the prayer of faith. When we come to Him, we, we must be specific, but we must be at the same time humble and believing. Eleazar. I want to finish with one last scripture. There's quite a few things here, but time has slipped away. The last scripture. Notice I, I highlighted, made bold, I being in the way. He, as soon as God answered, he began to worship. I mean, he hadn't been to her house yet. He hadn't got the family's approval yet. The decision hadn't been made. But he had enough in hand that he began to worship. And he began to praise God. And notice he said, Blessed be the God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and of his truth. I, being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And he just. He slips in now. He said I, 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 I've been over here. Working for the man in covenant. But I. I being in the way. I have a right. To give thanks. And I have a right to give praise. Because he let me. He let me be a small part. Of this miraculous event. He let me be a part of this prayer and this answer to prayer. So I'm just kind of, I was just kind of in the way. (laughs) I just kind of was able to step in line here somewhere and and get the benefit of having it said in the Word of God. Eliezer, the eldest servant of the master Abraham, was sent to do this job. And he did it. He accomplished it through prayer, through faith in God, and he worshipped. He worshipped because he said, I was just in the process. I was just part of the plan. I was being in the way. Let's stand together. So we take away this. We are the servant. That's fulfilling the wishes of our master. He's not sending us out empty-handed. But he has gifted us to get him a bride. Church, we have the gifting of the Lord. The scripture said, covet earnestly the best gifts. Why? For the master's. For the master's will. And all these things brought glory and honor and praise to God. I want to give Him some glory. I want to give Him some praise. I want to do it by the work that He does through our lives. Amen? Let's give Him thanks together. Father, we give You praise. We thank You for Your working, God. We thank You, Lord Jesus, for Your power and Your presence in our life. Your will today. Jesus. I don't want to be in the way, Lord, but I want to be part of the way. I want to be part of the way that wins somebody for you. That helps to bring a bride to you, Jesus. We ask this in your name for your glory, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.